Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. This is 7 News with Anne Sanders. Good morning to breaking news. In a stunning development, it's just been announced that the New South Wales-Victoria border will close from midnight tomorrow night as the coronavirus outbreak in Victoria continues to worsen. Live to reporter Alex Hart in Sydney. Alex, good morning to you. What more can you tell us? Well, good morning, Anne. Victoria's Premier Daniel Andrews made this announcement a short time ago and shortly we're going to hear from the New South Wales Premier and also the New South Wales Police Commissioner here to outline exactly how this is going to work. The decision to close the border between New South Wales and Victoria follows crisis talks this morning between the uh, Prime Minister and the two Premiers as the situation in Victoria continues to get worse. We learnt this morning another 120 new coronavirus cases and tragically another death in Victoria on top of almost 200 new cases over the weekend. There has been significant and growing pressure on the New South Wales government here to implement this border closure over the past few days but also political considerations for the Premier here to factor in as well. She's certainly been worried about being painted as being hypocritical given how stridently she's criticised Queensland's Premier for keeping the border shut to the north but in the end health concerns had to be put first. This will be an incredibly complex logistical operation to police some 50-plus border crossings between New South Wales and Victoria and towns like Albury, Wodonga, which straddle the border, where people cross over daily to go to work, to go to school, to access health services. It's my understanding uh, the Defence Force will be called in to assist and also there will be a permit system set up so that people can still travel uh, across the border if they need to. And the New South Wales Premier will tell us more about that shortly. Let's hear first, though, from the Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews. It'll be enforced, that closure will be enforced on the New South Wales side so as not to be a drain on resources uh, that are very much focused on fighting the virus right now across our state. This is one of those precautionary measures, it's one of those things that I think uh, will help us in broader terms contain the spread of the virus. Now, it's not clear yet what the penalties will be for people who breach this restriction and travel from Victoria into New South Wales. Currently, there's a fine of up to $11,000 and up to six months jail uh, for people who travel from those hotspots in Melbourne uh, into New South Wales, and it's expected that will be expanded. And Alex Hart with that breaking news. Thank you very much, Alex. And we're standing by to hear from New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian on the border closure. She's expected to speak at midday. We'll bring you that update live. 
The crisis in Victoria is rapidly worsening, with cases spiking again overnight and another confirmed death. There's growing anger across the state, including from residents of a housing estate which has been placed under 24-hour lockdown. Let's go to Paul Dowsley at Flemington in Melbourne. Good morning, Paul. Have they been given any indication how long they'll be in lockdown? And at this stage, it is just five days. That would be till Thursday afternoon. But residents have been given a document that says it'll be 14 days. And that is an option for the state government that will become clear over the next couple of days. But it's not helped by statistics we've just learned from the state government. Uh, we've learned that the cases linked to these towers, these public housing towers in North Melbourne and Flemington, have doubled to 53. But it gets worse. We've also just learned that yesterday's increase in Victoria was 127. That is our worst ever day in this pandemic. Here at the housing blocks, there are 500 police surrounding the 3,000 residents inside, stopping them from leaving. And inside, there is growing frustration about the variety and the quality of food being delivered by the state government. For instance, some is past the use-by date. Residents have put signs in their windows saying help and calling it a Prison. They say they feel like they're caged animals. But uh, bit by bit, each resident is being tested. 400 have been done so far. The results will determine if this hard lockdown will be extended past that five days. It is very challenging to stand up something as quickly as this, but it's based on the best public health advice. Uh, it is the only option that the government uh, had to, 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 do, to do that important work of containing the spread. The Premier has also just revealed that Victoria has another death that brings to 20, 21 the number, Anne, and that was a man in his 90s who died in hospital yesterday. Paul Dowsley reporting live from Melbourne. Thank you, Paul. Airline staff are being brought in to help out with Melbourne's troubled quarantine hotels program. It's been revealed ground staff, cabin crew, baggage handlers and pilots who are currently stood down are helping to manage crowds, distribute food and coordinate fresh air breaks for return travellers. It's part of a major overhaul of the running of quarantine hotels under the watch of Corrections Victoria. Prison guards are now taking the lead on security operations. Victoria's outbreak has prompted calls for the rest of the country to hold off easing any more restrictions. The Australian Medical Association wants other states to pause the lifting of lockdown measures until the outbreak is under control. We'll be able to continue to try to do the best by the economy and also keep protecting the community because we don't want to go backwards. A new economic report out today has warned the outbreak in Victoria will stall the country's recovery. The Deloitte report forecasts Australia's economic growth will contract by 3% this year. For more on that, I'm joined by Network Finance Editor Gemma Acton. Good morning, Gemma. A lot of uncertainty surrounding the situation in Victoria. How's the share market responded this morning? Well, Anne, we were braced for a poor start to the week given the spiking cases over the weekend, not just in Victoria, of course, but also in the US. And yes, while shares have indeed fallen this morning, it certainly could have been worse. The market is down by around 17 points, but still safely above that key 6,000 points, the psychological level it regained last Thursday for the first time 
time in a month. Once again, big travel names are struggling. Qantas, toll rate operator Transurban and corporate travel management among the weakest performers. Cinema operator Event has also seen its share price drop this morning. This after warning it is putting its dividend payment on hold, cutting costs and freezing wages to cope with the pandemic. Anne. Gemma Acton reporting. Thank you, Gemma. Three men who died when their boat crashed into rocks in Sydney are believed to have not been wearing life jackets. Police have identified the men as being aged in their 50s and 60s who were residents in the city south. Samantha Brett reports. And good morning. Well, authorities are trying this morning to determine exactly what went so horribly wrong here at La Perouse. It was just after lunchtime yesterday when plenty of people had come out here to enjoy the sunshine. Witnesses say they saw three men, two cousins and a mate out on quite a small boat near two rocks. Suddenly, out of nowhere, witnesses say there was a huge wave that threw those men into the water. The rescue chopper was very quickly on the scene, winching those men to safety. Paramedics tried everything they could to revive those men. Unfortunately, they could not be saved. It's a tragedy. It's hard on the paramedics that um, have a, a technical and a professional job to do, but also that um, we're still people and we feel, we feel for people as well. We understand those three men were not wearing life jackets. A report is now being prepared for the coroner. The Morrison government is pledging to turbocharge the recycling industry, committing to hundreds of millions of dollars to reduce Australia's waste problem. Political reporter Taylor Aiken is live in Canberra. Good morning, Taylor. This will drive new jobs. Morning, Anne. Yes, up to 10,000 new jobs are expected to be generated through the $190 million Recycling Modernisation Fund. It will allow Australia to increase its recycling rates and turn waste into useful products instead of just shipping it offshore. The government estimates over 10 million tonnes of waste will be diverted from landfill with new measures to be put in place to track national waste targets. What that means from a very household level is that trust in what you put in your recycling bin actually being recycled in a way that adds value, adds jobs. And Taylor, any word on an official result from the Eden Monero by-election? Not yet, Anne. It could be up to two weeks before an official winner is declared. Despite less than 750 votes separating the two major parties, Labor's Christy McBain has claimed victory over the Liberals' Fiona Cotvoys. And although Labor's primary vote fell in the by-election, preferences from the Conservative, Shooters and Fishers party made up the difference. The Liberals are yet to concede, though. They're waiting on the rest of the postal votes to be counted. Anne. Taylor Aiken reporting. Thank you very much, Taylor. The weekly average of new American coronavirus cases has reached a record high of 48,000 recorded in a single day. Warnings around the virus didn't stop thousands gathering to celebrate the 4th of July together. Paul Caddock reports. Good morning, Anne. There are concerns about the potential of a further surge in new COVID cases here. Despite calls for social distancing and mask wearing, we've seen there have been crowds gathering with little of either for the 4th of July holiday weekend. Hundreds of people seen at big party events. Authorities in many places had cancelled events and closed beaches to try and avoid this. With questions today also about President Donald Trump's Independence Day speech to the nation about coronavirus. We'll likely have a therapeutic and or vaccine solution 
long before the end of the year. A timetable that wasn't backed up by the head of the Food and Drug Administration, nor the president's claim that 99% of COVID cases were, quote, totally harmless. I'm not going to get into who's right and who's wrong. Those data show us that this is a serious problem. Some state and city leaders saying mixed messages and the lack of enforceable national rules are making the job of trying to stop the spread tougher. We're only as strong as our weakest link right now. We went through hell. We cannot afford to go through hell again. As President Trump is about to hit the campaign trail again with a rally planned for New Hampshire next Saturday. Several members of his team tested positive for coronavirus after the last one in Oklahoma. His campaign says at this one, masks will be provided but won't be required. Popular social media app TikTok is under scrutiny over national security concerns. The Chinese-owned video sharing platform is used by more than 1.6 million Australians and there are fears their data could be exploited. There are now plans to haul the company before a Senate committee on foreign interference. The Defence Force has already banned the app on any defence-issued device. An American police officer has had a frighteningly close encounter with a bolt of lightning. The dash camera of his patrol car captured the moment it hit just metres from where he was standing. The officer was helping a driver whose load had fallen off during severe weather. He wasn't injured. Kanye West has announced on social media he'll run as a US presidential candidate four months ahead of the 2020 election. The rap star tweeted to his 29.5 million followers he wants to realise the promise of America by trusting God. It ended with the hashtag 2020 vision. He's been endorsed by billionaire Elon Musk and his wife, Kim Kardashian West. Britons have abandoned social distancing as pubs finally reopened after three months of lockdown. Crowds of people packed into London's famous Soho district, ignoring health rules to keep apart. Some venues were forced to close early because of crowding, but there were no significant disturbances in the capital. Prince Charles has joined the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge to thank UK medical staff who've been dealing with coronavirus on the front line. William and Kate met doctors and nurses in person to mark the anniversary of Britain's National Health Service. Sarah Greenodge reports. Well, this was William and Kate's first engagement as a couple post-lockdown, an afternoon tea party at the Queen Elizabeth Hospital in Kings Lynn, marking 72 years since the founding of Britain's National Health Service. 72 isn't usually considered a milestone birthday, but given what doctors, nurses, all healthcare workers have been through these past few months, it was certainly an occasion to acknowledge and to celebrate. Staff at the hospital where William and Kate visited have treated 450 coronavirus patients but across the country more than 100,000 people have required specialist hospital treatment for COVID-19. Fortunately Prince Charles wasn't one of them. He managed to fight off the virus by himself at home but he too shared his appreciation for the NHS through a video message. To all who have given so much during this present danger I just want to say that it is you who have been our shield it is your hands that have held us up. It is your gentleness that has made us great. The future king pointed out that he was born just four months after the NHS started and one of its basic founding principles was to provide health care for everyone based on need rather than someone's ability to pay. And given what we've been through so far in 2020 with this pandemic, that principle is now more relevant than ever.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 